everybody. I'm Noelle. And I'm Jenna. And this is More Than Murder, where we delve into everything eerie with a side of true crime. More Than Murder is not your typical true crime podcast. Join us on a weekly tour through the haunted, the bloody, the creepy, and the nutty on our Freaky Fridays. Hello. Hi. Hello, everybody. Happy Friday. Welcome back. Yes, yes. It is uh, officially December. And we got our first real snow, I would say, yesterday. Yeah. Mostly everywhere. Yeah. So that's cool. I guess. Yeah. (laughs) Gotta get used to it. I know. But it's still Christmas. You still listen to ghost stories. Yes. It's in songs. It is. So we're going to talk about a ghost story. I'm excited. We're actually going to talk about a ghost town. Okay. A ghost town that is in Alabama. 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 All right. And I read that it's in Orville, Alabama, so I don't know if it's if Orville is like the bigger city and then this is located in Orville. Not really sure. That's my grandpa's middle name. Orville. Charles Orville. Yeah. Orville. Okay. So this ghost town in which I want to talk about is called Cahaba, or also known as Cahaba. Okay. And it was a super small town in Alabama. Way, 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 way back. And it was actually Alabama's first state capital before the Civil War. Oh, neat. And this town existed from 1819 to 1826. It existed for much longer, but that's how long it was the state capital, okay. at least. So way back over, you know, like 4,000 years ago, there were like these Native Americans called Paladonians who first lived on the land. And then as smaller tribes merged with the larger ones, it became Cherokee and several others. Okay. So they first lived there, but we're not going that far back. We're just going from the Civil War era. Yes. Yep. So the town was right alongside the Cahaba River, which um, Cahaba was located not far from Selma in Dallas (laughs) County. Uh, The surrounding areas included Mobile. Is it Mobile? Yes, I think so. Yep. And Birmingham and Montgomery. If you pull up the picture doc, I believe I have a map there that shows really how close. It was literally across the street from Selma. Across the river, I want to say, maybe. Okay. So it was really close. And Mm -hmm. then, obviously, Montgomery, Birmingham, and Mobile. So, like I said, it was located along that river and actually... Um, it flows into the giant Alabama River. So it kind of had where Cahaba was located. It was right inside the bend of the river. And I'm not sure geographically what point they connected. But apparently because it was around the bend and Cahaba was located right in the bend and there was the two rivers, it made it so it flooded a lot. Okay. Like, and, yeah. and the elevation of Cahaba was really low. So they had a lot of floods. Not great. Not no, great. that's not great at all. But it also... Made it so that the the land was really fertile. Yeah, that's what I was just mm-hmm. thinking. Yep. Mm-hmm. And that's why a lot of the native tribes would go would live there in the first place because it was just really fertile and they could grow, you know, their and right next to the river, and, you know, mm-hmm. you have your your sources there as well. Mm-hmm. So they actually call that portion of the land the Black Belt because the Alabama River and well the rivers in general, what it did to the soil, it turned it really really dark. And then it made it really fertile. So neat. Very dark, fertile soil. Unfortunately, due to all the flooding, that's what was the deciding factor that would move the capital then to Tuscaloosa, 
which mm. was the capital. Obviously, that's not the capital anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, that was the capital until 1945 when Montgomery became the capital. So I'm not just, sure why. Just keep your capital where your right. capital is. You know, a, I, get, I get the whole Cahaba, how yeah. you would move that, of course, because of the flooding, but like... Well, pick one that has a better elevation in the first place. Pick a central... Like location. a central location. That yeah. way you're away from rivers and oceans or whatever. I hear you. <laughs> uh, anyway, we can't all pick, you know, where we place our state capitals, so. Yeah, true that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, after getting put back together, after all the flooding, the town became a commercial center because of the river. Mm-hmm. Um, it was largely largely due to the shipping of cotton down the Alabama River to Mobile. Okay. So Cahaba had actually had a lot of cotton farmers there, and then they would just ship it down to Mobile from Cahaba. Makes sense. Yep. In 1859, there were train tracks that were built, which helped the town and economy boom a little bit more. Supposedly, just before the Civil War, around 3,000 people lived in Cahaba. Hmm. So it became That's a quite a big, place. small town yeah. for... Being for that the time, time. Period. yeah, 1860. Yeah. In the town, there was, of course, a church, uh, which was St. Luke's Episcopal Church, and it's one of the still existing buildings there today. Okay, and it's really beautiful, it's all made out of wood. Obviously, at that time, they probably made most things out of wood, unless you were, you know, had a lot of money, then you could build things out of brick. Mm-hmm. So this church was made all out of wood, and it was like this Gothic-style architecture. There was also a really large brick mansion that was owned and built by Stephen Barker. And there is no picture of this. Like, there's a lot of buildings that just don't exist anymore. Yeah, there that makes sense. After people just completely abandoned it one time. Over 100 years. Yeah. So in 1860, built, Barker built a white brick two-story building as slave quarters, which I think you see there. Yep, yep. Now... That slave that did not have the columns at first, I guess. Those were added later. Barker and his family would later move into the slave quarters as a result to his mansion being like burning to the ground. I don't know what oh. happened. They don't have like much info on it, but mansion burned to the ground. Hello, table. Hello, hand. <laughs> <laughs> the slave quarters would eventually be owned then by the Kirkpatricks, who I believe was some sort of relative of Barker. And he's who added the columns in the front of the building. I guess he wanted it to have, like, when he was going to get married to his wife, he wanted to make it look nicer or something and okay. added columns. Hmm. <laughs> so from here on out, I'll just refer it to the Kirkpat- Kirkpatrick house. Kirkpatrick. Okay. It's like one word, but it's hard to say it Kirkpatrick, as one word. Yeah, Kirk- yeah, yeah, yeah. Kirk- Kirkpatrick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that'll be a fun one to say all episode. Um... Should we say it a few times more so we know Kirkpatrick, 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 Kirkpatrick. Oh my gosh. All right. Everybody can have a laugh along with us with this. This is going to be fun. (laughs) So again, of course, this didn't last long, uh, the booming of the economy. We're into the Civil War era, the Union soldiers and the Confederates, and the Confederates decided they would tear up the railroad that was built to use the rails and iron to extend a different nearby railroad. And this was in right around 1860. At first I was like, ugh, seriously, why would they do that? This is like the state capital. Yeah. And then in another resource they said that this railroad needed it more. <laughs> but I'm like... It's hard is- to know, like, yeah, because at least they used it for another railroad. They didn't, like, use it for, like, weapons or something. Yeah. Like, I guess... 
Yeah, I could see where it's like, okay. But how could it be needed more somewhere else? If this is the state capital, you have, you're trying to ship cotton down to Mobile and all this other stuff. And I'm like, okay. But anyway. Heat of war. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> this effectively was what was the economy's undoing. Taking away the railway was oh, like yeah. a huge thing. Uh, oh, not only that, yeah. but the Confederates had captured 3,000 Union soldiers and they had built a prison in the middle of town. So that's real welcoming. Yeah. And that would be known as the Cahaba Federal Prison, which apparently was infested with lice. Mm. And it just... That made me itch. Yeah. I don't like that. Yeah. (laughs) Well, we're just going to have a chat about this prison or camp, as it was referred to, because since it held the Union soldiers, it was technically uh, prisoners of war, so that would be a camp. It was called Cahaba Prison, but locally people called it Castle Morgan. According to my resources, this was likely named after the Confederate Cavalry General John Hunt Morgan, who escaped from Ohio State Penn. Oh. I guess that must have just been um, an inspiration because the general of the Confederate Cavalry there escaped from prison. So they named this prison after that man locally. Yeah. <laughs> Fun. Cool. <laughs> cool little factoid. Cool, cool. <laughs> cool, cool. Cool, cool. Okay. This prison wasn't quite adequate for the amount of men they were capturing and imprisoning, and I'll Doesn't tell you why. look like it at all. Well, this wasn't originally built as a prison. A local planter named Samuel Hill was the one who began, began construction of this building. Um, And that was in 1860, and of course we know right around then the Confederates were starting to remove the railroad tracks throughout the town, Mm -hmm. and the town dried up. And so did Hill's building project. He was only able to construct the walls and the roof before being unable to continue. So the Confederates decide they can't let the building go to waste because it's obviously in the middle of the town, Mm -hmm. and um, they decide to finish construction. So they put in, like floors or all everything else yes yeah. everything else you put it in so they opened the prison then in 1863 as a cahaba federal prison this oh. let me tell you it didn't last long okay this, this town just goes to shit kapoop. yeah, yeah. Kapoop. <laughs> <laughs> i love that now it's one of my favorite thing to say kapoop. Kapoop. Yeah. kahaba.com has a quote from rh whitfield which is the prison surgeon at the time. Hmm. And I'm going to read that. He reported, quote, generally poor conditions at the camp, citing unsanitary water supply, entering the compound, dirtied by washing the hands of and feet, faces, and heads of soldiers, citizens, buckets, tubs, and spittoons of groceries, offices and hospital, hogs, dogs, cows, and horses, and filth of all kinds from the streets and other sources. Ugh. Yeah. So, so it's just disgusting. It's like just, gross. Ugh. I mean, it's just super unsanitary. And it's still just being used for the Union, Union soldiers. soldiers. Okay. Yeah, as a as kind of like a, a war camp, yep. prisoner of war camp. Ugh. And apparently there is only one fireplace throughout the 15,000 square foot building. Burr. So, yeah, luckily it's in Alabama, but still. Yeah, but still, at night and stuff, there must get a chill somewhere. Absolutely. There also wasn't enough bedding, like straw and such, for the 432 beds that they had. So, 
they had 432 beds. Mm-hmm. Didn't already have enough straw for those 30, 432 beds. But after a nearby prison filled up, that's when Cahaba Prison, as I said, was housing 3,000 men. Oh, my gosh. So, yeah, the building is huge, 15,000 square foot. But now you have 3,000 men and only 432 beds with no bedding. And no sanitation. No sanitation. No. Ugh. So obviously nothing in this prison was clean or adequate or warm enough or anything. Uh, It officially opened up, like I said, in 1863 and was officially closed in 1865, so only two years. During this time about, by the way, they they closed up and they were like moved, those prisoners were moved to some other prison. Of course, yeah. I just thought I'd add that in there. During this time, about 142 to 147 men died there at the prison, so in two years... Almost 150 men died. So I I read somewhere that this is not as bad as other places, but I'm also wondering, like, what time span are they considering? Because this is only two years. Two years, yeah. And yeah. that's already 142 to 147 that's a people, lot of people in two years, yeah. Yeah. I know that other prisons may have had, like, maybe this prison wasn't abusive or whatever, but they certainly, it just wasn't clean and everything. No, it's not a great place to be. No. At all. So, another flood struck the town in 1865, which is the year the prison closed Mm -hmm. up. That was the point where they were like, yeah, okay, we've tried this once, we've tried this twice, and we aren't trying a third time. Everything, like the governmental seats and positions and everyone who lived there picked up and moved over to Selma or elsewhere abandoned again. This time, for good. So, what happened and what was left behind? Many buildings in the town were literally moved and relocated. Like, oh. I would assume the wealthy, probably, because I read about a lot of mansions being built by several people, but there are no, like, mansions really left. How do you just, like, up and take your mansion? Well, you can. There are ways. I mean... I know, but, like... I mean, it's just crazy that they would have that kind of wealth to be able to just Yeah, because I feel like we do that nowadays for, like, tourist attractions Mm -hmm. and, like, to remember. Mm -hmm. But, like, back in that day, like, that's a lot. Mm -hmm. Well, just like the lighthouse that we were at, you know, they they moved that several times because, well, parts of, you know, the the beach are chipping away, so they have to move it. Yeah, that doesn't go into the ocean. But, yeah, it's just crazy. It is crazy, and it's crazy that... So many of them weren't able to do that because, like I said, there's not much left there. Well, it shows how booming this town was Mm -hmm. and how wealthy the people could have gotten in that town. And there's hardly much evidence of it anymore. That's crazy. So, yeah, the rest of the buildings experienced flood damage, obviously. Probably kept flooding and flooding throughout the rest of the years, Mm -hmm. I assume. And fire damage. Uh, Obviously, they became run down and fell apart. And just most of the town has also been, like, consumed by nature, weeds, wildflowers, and vines. And my favorite thing, Spanish moss hangs oh, off the trees and, and a lot of the things that are left oh, there. Oh. I know. Still remaining from what I can see, just from being, you know, online, is the church, the Kirkpatrick house. That was a good one. And remnants of other slave cabins. Uh, There's a trail that leads to the slave cemetery. And I think I included that picture for you in somewhere in there. And uh, I read that the foundation to the cotton warehouse slash prison still remains. So, like, just the foundation still remains. Uh, Still neat. 
Yeah, I think that's pretty cool. So there's also a traditional schoolhouse with just one room. Pretty creepy old regular schoolhouse, you know, and there's also this other wooden structure, which as you see, I think in the picture, mm -hmm. it's like, it's kind of nice. Like it looks like it. it yeah, I see it what you It looks like mean. it would have been like a really nice home at the time. Yeah. And that was known as the Fambro Arthur home. So I don't know who Fambro Arthur is. I didn't do too much research on it or their history, but I can presume it was built and owned by someone Fambro with those Arthur. names or that <laughs> last name. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's very nice. Yeah. Very, very nice. I mean, for being as old as it is and run down, yeah. it looks like, yeah. So, of course, there's those empty ghost town roads and... For some reason, I find them particularly creepy. Like, being on an empty road in a ghost town is different than being on a, like, regular empty road. I get that, yeah. Regular yeah, town. no, I get that. <laughs> there was a mansion built by Richard Crocheron. I will say it's pronounced that way because my eyes, the way this is spelled, everyone... Wants to Ooh, say Crocheron. Yeah, Crocheron. It definitely looks like a Crocheron. It looks like a Crocheron. C-R-O-C-H. So crotch. And then there's E-R-O-N. So crotch around. How are you saying that? Crotch around on the floor. <laughs> crotch around on the floor. <laughs> so a mansion built by Richard Crocheron also burned down and left behind the Crocheron columns, which are just a few round columns in the middle of just like a grassy area. Creepy, really, I really love weird. it. Yeah. Visitors can also see uh, other chimney ruins, basements that have fallen in on themselves, and the Perrine Well. The well is pretty cool because it was known as the deepest artesian well in the world at the time, hmm. being uh, like seven to 900 feet deep. Oh. So is the that deep? Uh, yeah, I think that... That's pretty deep. Up at my parents, our well is like 200 or 240 feet deep. Okay, so that's... So it is pretty deep. Almost a thousand. Yeah. Okay. What's going on there? Uh, the Perrine Well belonged to a man named Edward Perrine, who became a wealthy plantation owner, and he built a huge brick mansion. So he actually took the water from the well and mm -hmm. piped it throughout his home to keep it cool. Brilliant. So it was considered the first, quote, air-conditioned home in Alabama at the time. Man, way ahead of his time. Yeah. Today, Cahaba is just a famous ghost town. With it being so old and historic and mostly covered by earth, it's now known as the Old Cahaba Archaeological Park. Ooh. A lot of archaeologists like to go there because since it is covered by earth, like I said, they have to actually dig to find things and yeah. unearth things. And I'm like, oh, oh, dream job. I want to be an archaeologist. There was a good three years uh, of my life where I told people, I'm going to be an archaeologist. Oh, my gosh. I went to college for anthropology at Buff State, if only I continued, because I could have made that a side thing, because, yeah. you know. It's a lot. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it is. <laughs> and I'm really not that good at science. <laughs> science includes math. Yeah. Count me out. Mm-hmm. I'm better at talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can't you tell? Yeah. It's my favorite. <laughs> All right. So the park is now owned and maintained by the Alabama Historical Commission, because it was ruled a landmark, a historical landmark, yeah, the yeah. town, obviously. So cool. It is free for visitors to explore. There's a visitor center and a picnic area. I love that. The park grounds are open from 9 to 5. 
I did see that St. Luke's Church is in need of upkeep and repair, and they are taking donations to help with that currently. So hopefully they're able to keep that going because it really, it really is a really cool looking like cathedral, wooden cathedral like church. It is, yeah. I've never really seen one made of wood. Yeah, it's super neat. So we're gonna get into the ghost stories. Okay. So how about being a ghost town with sort of a war torn Civil War? energy vibe Mm -hmm. it's obviously a big draw for both history buffs and people who search for ghostly things alike makes sense here are some of the stories that i've read and most of them come from this nighttime haunted history tour that i think only takes place once a year for visitors to attend there and it's the only time visitors are allowed in at night oh yeah so once in a whole year you're allowed to go in at nighttime which kind of bummer maybe that's actually why there's not a whole lot of ghost stories because i mean think of how many times we encounter things during the day you know the energy just isn't as much you know yeah i think that things happen more at night i hear you and maybe that's why there's not a lot of ghost stories because if somebody says that they've been there at night they gonna get in trouble Mm -hmm. So there is a book called Haunted Alabama Black Belt. So the whole Black Belt area, remember, yes. around the river because yep. the soil. So it's the whole Haunted Alabama Black Belt area. Nice. And the book is by David Higdon and Brett Talley, if anyone wants to check it out. I love me some haunted area books. Yeah. <laughs> but, so this obviously talks about the haunted history of the Black Belt area in Alabama. These stories first come from, oh, so pause. Alabama pause. <laughs> the stories I'm going to tell you come from the inspiredsoutherner.com. So it's inspiredsoutherner.com. And the article was written by a Cara Kennedy. And it seems to be maybe her experience. Uh, and when she went on this history nighttime, haunted history okay. tour there in Cahaba. Cool, cool. So these are the stories she heard from her guides on the tour. So there's a famous story that was even mentioned on the Cahaba, web, Cahaba website of Pegu's ghost. I guess Pegu was a colonel back then and lived in old Cahaba. I'm guessing in a mansion. <laughs> it seems like all the old white men did that then. And a couple was taking a romantic stroll by his mansion. At this point, Pegu had passed. Um, I'm assuming, based on this story, uh, they were taking a stroll by and through this maze of cedar trees that I believe it seems like, from what I can gather, were behind Peggy's mansion somewhere. Okay. So maybe in his big old property, he had like this beautiful maze of cedar trees, and that's where they were walking. And they saw what the couple described as a ball of light, so what we know now as an orb Mm -hmm. that was darting from one side of the pathway to the other as they were like walking and the the orb would come near them and then disappear back into the bushes and then it reappeared right next to the guys he was just walking and kept walking with them Ooh, creepy so they thought maybe it was just like a trick of the moonlight because you know even back then we're trying to rationalize what the f is going on (laughs) and they so They finished their walk, they went where they were going to go, and decided that they were going to retrace their steps on the way back to see if anything was there. Sure enough, the orb appeared again. And this time, the man tried to reach out and touch or grab the orb when it got close enough, but it darted away and wasn't seen again that night. Huh. So, 
Oh, spooky. I did not see why they call it Peg Hughes Ghost, but I'm guessing that since, from that what I gathered, it was behind been, there. Yeah, yeah and that yeah. they that's why they would assume Owned that it was by him, him and right. where he was hanging out. Yes. That's the thing about this. some of these stories and this research. You really have to kind of put together the pieces. Yes, yes. <laughs> and make your own judgments on what's going on. <laughs> this tale was in the 1860s when the couple had seen and saw this. This was like really long time ago in the yeah. 1860s. So it shut down in 1865. A little bit before that, this is when this couple was walking through and saw that happen. Apparently throughout the history of Cahalba being a park and a place for people to visit, the groundskeepers have heard voices speaking to them in the cemetery. Ooh. Obviously no one else was there but them because it's closed, and that's when they do their ground stuff, and it's yep, yep. at nighttime. Um, and that's that's what they would hear, is voices speaking to them in the cemetery. Some professional photographers and videographers reported having strange lights and shadows when they look back at their pictures and videos, and this was well in the cemetery. Hmm. Now, remember, this is like a slave... Yeah, I mean, this is yeah. a slave burial ground. There is hurt and and tormented Negative, energy yeah. here and you know i would very much assume that it's very much energy charged and there are probably a lot of spirits there you know so i guess some school groups have reported hearing strange sounds while they're observing the tombstones as well so like mm. during the day when school groups come man i want a field trip there i know why, why, why can't i get so a field trip there away? right <laughs> Oh, the guides themselves have had their own experiences um, that they couldn't quite explain also. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't you know, like, hear what that was, but... So, to quote the article on Inspired Southerner by Kara, quote, One of the scariest stories we were told was about Herbert, the grandson of one of the descendants of the Kirkpatrick family. Herbert spent the summer with his grandfather at Old Cahalba, and when he returned home, he told countless stories about Gat, the gentleman at Old Cahaba who watched over him while he roamed the grounds. Herbert's brother told him that it was impossible for Gat to have watched over him because Gat died before he was born. Hmm. Interesting. That is interesting. Yeah. I thought that was like, ooh. <laughs> Gives me a little bit of goosey. For real. <laughs> so I guess the old Barker Kirkpatrick home is still standing, but, like, you know, the what was the slave quarters, so that yes, white yep. building. It's too dangerous and run down for regular visitors to tour inside, but, of course, some paranormal teams have gotten permission to be able to have their own tours in there. Mm-hmm. We need to do it. Yeah. The More Than Murder Paranormal, paranormal Group. Oh. MTMPG. Yes. Oh, my God. I really like that. <laughs> I do, too. We're a paranormal tam, tam, group. Tam, 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 tam. Yes, tam, 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 tam. <laughs> We're a paranormal group now, guys. We are you a know. podcast. We are a production company. We are a paranormal group. We are all sorts of things. Everything. Yay. Exciting. <laughs> this is how ideas start. Yes, right here. <laughs> Thank you for coming to our brainstorming session. It's <laughs> our TED Talk. Okay. Uh, so we were talking about how... We were talking about how... The paranormal teams have gotten permission and been able to go in and do their own yes. tours. Yep. There are reports of a team placing a ball in one of the rooms of the home, not sure which one, and it would sit there and then suddenly it would just 
start rolling to the other side of the room. Ooh, spooky. Yeah, and I have an old house that was built in 1890. Mm-hmm. And... If you got crooked floors, the minute you put a ball down, it starts rolling. It's not yes. like you just put it there and it takes a minute and starts to roll. No, it's going to roll. <laughs> it rolls. Yeah, it rolls. You know, my house is settled and our dining room floor is a little slanted, but it's fun for the cats, you know. So Yeah, they can play right by themselves. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's what Kelly likes to do. Yeah. They also reported that apparently when there is a lot of energy, the stuffed animals would stuff start to talk yeah so well i'd get out of there like they said the stuffed animals would start to blurt out questions but they didn't say really like what questions so i'm like why okay but tell me what the questions were if they asked a question i want to know like and how yeah did you record this i want to hear it i want to see it it's never recorded so you know to be honest that was really short but that's all i got hey that's interesting. I never really... You don't hear about that place. No, I've never heard of it. You know? Yeah. I mean... If you're in Alabama, probably you know. you're going on fucking field trips. I know. But... And in your yeah. history class, you learn about the first capital of Alabama, but we sure didn't, so... No. Um, Neato. Yeah. I might have to check Reddit, too. I think Reddit probably has some good threads. Oh, But I'm if sure. anybody has their own Cahaba tales, yeah. you know, let us know. Are you a listener who grew up in Alabama, or you are in Alabama, or you traveled to, to Alabama... Alabama. Been to Old Cahaba? Yeah. Let us know. If you are part of a historical society that runs Old Cahaba, that'd be so cool. So cool. So cool. We'll interview you. And we'll let you know when we're coming down, when all this stuff is over. Yeah, because I'm coming to Alabama now. Yeah. Watch out. Yep. We coming. We coming. The MTMPG is coming. Paranormal (laughs) group. Great. More shirts we gotta make. I know. <laughs> we are making those, by the way, so stay tuned for yeah, that. We're gonna some, do, like, stuff like that. Yeah, some some merch, some poppy sackies. Oh, yeah, the stuff. Oh, my God, we can make actual socks. We could. Yeah. Fuzzy socks. Yeah. It could be, like, on, on the bottom of one it says MTM, and on the other one it says pod. Yes. MTM pod. So when you sit on your footstool, you could go, hey... <laughs> Rep us, rep us. Rep, 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 rep. Anyway, so, well, you know, it's been about 40 minutes. That's not too bad. No, we want to give you some snippet episodes, you know, something shorter to listen to. Yeah. So if you're, you know, driving somewhere that's short, you can put on your little mini episodes. Yeah, you know, we uh, we get pretty long sometimes, and, and, and so sometimes you might want nice. a little reprieve. It's nice to just get in there and get out of there with, with a case or a story, Yeah. you know? Yeah, it's sometimes a good thing when stuff doesn't go on and on. Forever and ever and ever. Yeah, a lot of times, especially with true crime, that's a that's a bad thing. So, yes. so anyway, the, where you can find us? Well, first, I'm gonna say YouTube, YouTube.com. You just type in more than murder, scroll down a little bit, and you'll find us. I would give you a cool little link to follow, but there isn't one because we don't have a cool little link to follow for it yet. That's like specific to us. It's just a big old URL. Yeah, we're not about to shout out, you know, A72B. Slash, slash, colon, colon. Backslash. <laughs> <laughs> Underscore. Anyway, so you could go to YouTube. Uh, we will make videos to put there. We're just not sure what. Um, subscribe. We'll subscribe. That is so important. Just subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. And like, share, like, share, subscribe, comment, and do all that stuff on all of our social media platforms that you are on. And uh, just follow. 
and share. And where and can support. they do that? You can do that on Facebook at More Than Murder. And Twitter at More Than Underscore Murder. And Insta at More Than Murder Pod. Yes, I am. I'm all Miss P. (laughs) 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 So, anyways, if you have any stories you particularly want to hear or want to share, or like I said, if you've been to Old Cahalba, if you want to say hi, if you want to say what's up, if you want to say that you're bored, we'll say what's up, we're bored too. Email us at morethanmurderpod at gmail.com. Email us at the Gmail. Do it. Do it. Do it now. Do it. Do it. Do it. it. (laughs) Anyways, if you guys watch us live on Facebook, we will be there for you to watch. Later this evening, because you're listening to this now, I'm assuming it's Friday. We're there on Fridays. Yeah. And every Friday. And every Friday. So be there or be... Square. But squares are good, too. So be there. Just don't. Yeah. I guess that's true. Yeah. Yeah. But you have to follow us on the Facebook to see that live stuff, man. Mm Because that's where we do that. Mm -hmm. So do it. I can download our lives and put those on YouTube. So maybe that's what I'm going to get my butt home to do later. Yeah. But we also want to talk to you live, too. Yes, we do. We do. And it's pretty weird, I guess. You can download a video to YouTube that's live, but nobody will see the comments. Oh. And then it'll just, like, like. It's just, just us, us being talking, weird. which we are. Oh my gosh! Yeah, we're not gonna put the lives on it. We could go no. live on YouTube sometime. We can't. Let us know in the you know the email at the Gmail. The email. Um, Gmail. Let us know where you want us. Let us know. Let us know. Let us know. Um, sorry, I got off track there. I uh, prefer to stay live on yeah. the socials. Facebook and then or do... YouTube. What do you want? Like, yeah, I think in my personal opinion. Live on the Facebook. Live on the Facebook and recorded then recorded fun stuff on Right, the YouTube. on YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. Watchable content that yeah. is fun. We will figure something really fun and awesome to do. Just uh give us time or give us your input. Maybe we'll have like a bunch of different stuff that we do. Yeah. So. Let us know. It's not like we have lives. <laughs> yeah, we try. <laughs> Uh, all right, y'all. Well, we will right. see you later, and we will talk to you next, next week. Friday. Friday week. <laughs> next weeky Friday. <laughs> <laughs> we love you guys. Love you. My computer is still not turned down. Oh, my gosh. Thank One you. One day, guys. We'll get yeah. this right. Thank One day. Thank you for staying. We love you. Love you. Bye. 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 Bye.